When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. You can tell we're in a great mood today. And if you can, if you're in a great mood too, even if you're in a bad mood or in a different mood, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, as Joe's showing off those biceps. I got I to gotta get back in the gym, man. <laughs> if you can like, share, subscribe, please go ahead and subscribe to YouTube or wherever you get your podcast today so you get the latest notifications on when we go live or our show goes on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Plus, also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to support us at Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, of course, the Lakers Fast Break, and of course, Sin Blades, if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, go ahead and check out Sin Blades with a Y.com. And you know, Joe Soro, not only is he frequenting our awesome playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break watch parties where he and Sean ran wild all over the Spurs today. You should have heard them. They were really excited. It was really great, especially in the fourth quarter. And the only way to do that is by checking out our watch parties today at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Plus, also as well, you know he's roaming the halls of LakersBall.com. Go ahead and be part of the fun at LakersBall.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom at LakerHolics.com. And also, as well, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, coming off that terrible stinging loss to the Nemesis Clippers, got some good news today. Well, actually, they got it last night that AD was probably going to be a go for tonight's game against the San Antonio Spurs in the back-to-back. And uh, sure enough, worked out. And he was a go for tonight's game coming off the bench. And what did you know? The latest acquisition for the Los Angeles Lakers, Rui Hashimura, conveniently is also was ready to play today and also came off the bench for tonight's game. But though the Lakers really just kind of struggling back-to-back malaise in the first half, down most of the game. But in that fourth quarter, the defense kicked in. AD 
Rui providing some strength underneath. AD blocking some shots. Dennis Schroeder blocking some shots. And the Lakers put it into high gear, got the transition game going, and really started to pull away from the Spurs, as expected, with such a poor team the San Antonio Spurs are right now. The game in the fourth quarter soon became no doubt as the Los Angeles Lakers, with AD looking pretty sharp tonight with 21 points and 12 rebounds and four block shots in his return. And LeBron James chipping in with 20, 11 assists, nine rebounds, even though he didn't shoot that great. Patrick Beverly chipped in with 18. And the Lakers did pull away for a 113-104 victory. Want to go ahead and mention Rui Hashimura started off a little sluggish with the Lakers, but in the fourth quarter was part of that fourth quarter charge. 4-7, 103 from three, 12 points, six rebounds, only three or six from the line, but hopefully he can get that back into shape. A plus 17 is the big number for Rui, so he gave the team a spark when he came off the bench. Russell Westbrook also chipped in with 14. And the Lakers, again, 113-104. And here today to talk about today's game and all the good fun that we're now having with Rui and AD now back in the lineup and hopefully Lonnie Walker. He was listed as questionable, so he should be back real soon. And hopefully Austin Reeves as well. It's a good man indeed. First man up, first man here. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Simblades, simbladeswithy.com and lakersball.com. It is Joe Sorrell. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. And before I share our show to... 35 plus Lakers Facebook groups want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on tonight's game with AD returning and Rui now part of the Lakers. They coasted the first three quarters and then turned it on in the fourth. It was a little bit of nostalgia. Uh, You didn't, you never, you hadn't seen that in a while. Uh, Their defense was just phenomenal in, in the fourth. I, it was a it was like a three minute sequence where they just they couldn't the Spurs couldn't do jack squat not from three not from inside not from mid range, and <clears throat> AD I, I think might have had five dif- just disruptions in that three minute span alone. Uh, great great way to come back. Great performance from him after missing twenty games. LeBron, uh, the team kind of backed up LeBron a little bit tonight. You could tell he was a little tired. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that they were able to uh, back him up there. Uh, he's going to have a few days here to rest up for Saturday. Uh, Schroeder is playing what seems to be better and better, it seems like, every week. Uh, he is having a couple of duds here and there, but it's it's for what we're paying, I think that's a that's a great – that's a great – it's a great position – to be in as, as far as the Lakers. Uh, Darvin Ham's, uh, I'm going to be curious to see when Lonnie Walker and Reeves come back, how he's going to handle the the rotations. Uh, rookie coach handling rotations uh, has been a, a back and forth on whether it's good or bad. Uh, mainly bad, unfortunately, because, you know, he's missing his main, get one of his main guys and his other main guy is, you know, is going to have to take spots or time here and there to not play. So it's the continuity is just not there. Um, and then, of course, a lot of the role player guys like Reeves and Lonnie Walker are, are not playing for two, three weeks. It's a walking infirmary. But they come back after blowing it last night and win and sweep the Spurs, all four, 
for this season, which is never a bad thing, even if the Spurs stink. Amen. But let's rest up and let's see what happens in the next three days. Also here today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. He's the man man from Toronto. You just got to make sure he gets out of Toronto traffic to talk about today's game. It is Sean Grice and Sean, the magic man. Want to hear your thoughts on today's game? You were there for our stream. You were a major part of it on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. I want to hear your thoughts on the game because, you know, they, they were really in the first half, was really, they were sluggish. Even in that yep. third quarter, you could tell back to back, the lift, the energy was just not there until, of all people, AD and Rui got them kickstarted late in the third quarter with a nice charge, and then that lifted and carried over into that fourth quarter. Absolutely, Gerald. Not surprised Brewey finished with the plus 17. Uh, it just seemed that uh, whenever the ball was in the air, whether or not it was offensively or defensively, he was under the bucket. He was just doing whatever he could to try and make an impact on the game. Um, hopefully his free throw uh, shooting improves dramatically because that's going to be important. Yeah, three for um, six is not uh, not that. It's great. not good. No, it's not good. Shooting twenty three of thirty overall is a team that's also leaving points on the board again, Gerald. So I mean, can't do that on Saturday. No, no. If we do that on Saturday, we do our detriment. The uh, the Celtics will slit our throats. Great to see Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that's probably the best defensive performance I've seen from him as a Laker in either. Tenure. The blocks, both the ones where he got out on the three-pointer and then also the one that he did on Jakob Portal, those were just truly, uh, really outstanding defensive plays. And then, obviously, buoyed by that, AD chipping in with four blocks. Joe, let me ask you this. With AD's return and you see a much more defensive intensity inside, we all know that at the time of his injury, he was – right at the top of defensive defensive you know efficiency inside the lane he was really doing a great job one of the guys that was really up there as far as defensive player of the year i really think that now that he's back in giving you 20 25 minutes to start off with it'll go back up to his regular minutes probably here in a week or two it really gives your defense a boom so that you can actually start going ahead and playing competitive ball on both sides of the court and not have to always worry about outscoring the other team it's unfortunate that we're never going to see AD play a full season and have uh, the chance to win a defensive player of the year. Had he had a healthier career, I think he'd have two or three in the bag right now. Uh, he did get, he, you know, all due respect to Giannis, uh, if, if it was going to go to anybody, I, I would say, you know, I w- I'll, I'll roll with that, right? But the fact that he he did not win in 2020 was, was, a, was just, just bad. I mean, he was the best defensive player that year. And I think the the break kind of broke that. And the voters thought of Giannis for some re- weird reason. And it was it was a it was a runaway too. It wasn't even close. But when you have AD backing you up, you 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 basically get infected in a good way as a perimeter player because you know if you risk, you got your boy back there backing you up. And that three-minute segment in the fourth was just that. Is you know, it's a lot easier for Schroeder to block a shot 
and or at least attempt to try to block a shot and let's say he pump fakes and runs around them it's a lot easier to do that when you know there's ad behind you and if if you're funneling certain players to ad that's another way to take advantage of that ability and ad's uh, instincts are just phenomenal i i he, he can block a shot sometimes where he's attempting to jump and realize wait i'm on a, I'm, a, I'm at the wrong angle uses other hand and then boom blocks it anyways i'm just gonna say this but remember when we talked about when in gabriel and people were kind of like dismissing me when i said i thought they would cut into his minutes well he didn't play tonight coach dmp sean it looks like Rui has taken over quite a bit of that especially also with AD coming back. Is there any more room for Wenyan Gabriel now, or does he go back to being that 12th, 13th guy that's just going to be sitting down? Him, JTA, we're not going to be able to see those guys anymore because it looks like now with the infusion of talent, it might be the, well, for now, unless somebody gets injured, which, knock on wood, might happen tomorrow, the way AD almost got hurt again. It looks like for now, Wendell Gabriel and JTA are probably going to be uh, right in the pine a little bit more often. Yeah, for sure, Gerald. I don't think uh, I thought either there would one be a case the... they would cut his minutes. Yeah, um, I, I suspect. Sorry, also... I was right. Yes, you were, sir. Yes, you were. I also suspect um, Max Christie's minutes will be limited as well. It's at this point, though, Sean, that John that uh, Joe would tell me never do that again. Never do that again, Gerald. Okay. <laughs> I think JTA understands his role. I don't think he's he's either frustrated or disappointed. I think well, he remember understands. Remember, he's playing for another contract as well. Yeah, well, he is. That's true. But I also think he 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 understands his limitations, and I'm sure the coaching staff, including Coach Ham, are letting him know about that. You know, if if we see improvement, we'll probably give you more minutes. But you know. For, for me, they kind of remind me now of, like, re- long relievers. Like, if we're, if we're up by 25 or down by 25, I think we'll see a lot of them. But uh, in between, I don't think so. I agree, Gerald. I agree as well. It's just going to be something where we'll see little bits and, and pieces of them, especially if people get hurt or back-to-back. We'll probably still see them then. Howard Hill says, I think Wenin Gabriel has earned more playing time this season. His hustle, uh, I think, has dictated such. But you saw in the past couple games his skill level, where he's not able to catch the ball all the time effectively. Obviously, shooting is still an issue. Uh, Those little things, I think, when it comes to they want to get more skilled players in there. And obviously, AD coming back as a center, forward, whatever you want to say, but also playing Rui Hashimura at 6'8", 230, coming in alongside him. I think that's just going to spell a little bit better as far as talented front court Joe than what we had to offer last night. It's just not enough guys. There's only five guys that can play at a time. Yeah. And you were bringing in your new acquisition to, to take up, you know, 20 minutes. And then AD played, I think 25 minutes and was able to have that stat line. I imagine if he had played 10 more minutes, he might've dropped a, a 40 spot on, uh, on, on, on the Spurs tonight. I, I just, I, we're gonna we're gonna see Darvin Ham's rotations here once Reeves and Lonnie Walker come back. Some of the guys that have been playing, like uh, Troy Brown Jr., um, 
Christie, I don't think you're going to see a lot of those guys playing regular Christie minutes. actually played, got a little bit of burn tonight. He did, and and he's uh, – I was just mentioning to uh, – it's got to be the shoes about where Christie's going to be. In my opinion, I think in a year he's going to finally catch up to the to the speed of the NBA. And once he does that, if, if his confidence – increases with that with that you're 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 looking at someone who could be uh, have a role on this team unfortunately if he plays too well he might leave after 2024 <laughs> yeah well or be restricted or the lakers have to and that part larger. just so you know i'm not inconsiderate g that part you said last year and it's looking like it's trending that way oh my god you were right what do you know? Twice in one day. What do you know? What do you know? This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But, Sean, I want to ask you this, uh, and again, our, our chat is off the charts again, doing a great job. The best Lakers chat that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. When it comes to now rotations heading into what is going to be a very tough road trip, which starts with Boston right there on Saturday primetime, I mean, we've got to do, do what we can now heading into the trade deadline and all-star break to get on a run, to get more competitive, because – Right now, we're, what, 23 and 26? We're still in 13th place in the Western Conference because Portland, you know, with Damian Lillard going crazy tonight for 60, you know, it's it's hard to keep up with them. And then also everybody else. You got to go on a run because yeah, while we're you, winning two, three in a row, there's another team that might lose two, three in a row at the same time. 100, 100% Gerald. There, there's, always, there's always a team or two. That ends up being the slingshot team, and there's always a team or two that ends up leaking oil. Like right now, we're leaking oil. Yeah. Tonight's performance was great, and um, since the two and two and six start, Darvin Ham is eleven and ten. We need to start collecting like multiple winning streets, Gerald. And you know, even if it's three in a row and you lose two, but you. Th- you win four or five. I mean, that's something. That's something where that you're winning seven of nine games there. So if that's the case, you just made up five games somewhere. And like you said, Gerald, the Lakers can go on a run and win 10 or 15, 15 of 25. There's bound to be a team or two that's leaking oil and they've lost six of seven or five of six and the Lakers can end up in sixth place in a matter of, you know, a week and a half if they just put together a winning streak. And that's something that's going to have to continue in Boston on Saturday, 530 primetime on ABC. Want to mention this, Joe, that when it comes to the Lakers, you saw some good things with Rui and 
AD playing together. Dennis Schroeder gave you a lift uh, in the backcourt. I still see, as you are seeing, you know, Max Christie's still not there yet, still not ready, even though he gives you some good minutes. He's still not, as Magic said in the uh, playback, he's not ready for prime time yet on a full-time basis. But you still need to go ahead, and as Terrence mentioned in the chat, we need a sniper. We need some fine-tuning. We need some more, uh, I guess, in talent still. I mean, Rui is nice, especially the way he kind of lift he gave you in the second half today. But there's still more work to be done. And again, this team, I think, still needs more pieces in the puzzle in order to be complete. So I, there are three players on this team that are tradable at the moment. I mean, there's more, but that are likely if there were to be traded. Lonnie Walker, that's making six, was it six million a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, six-ish. Pat Bev makes 13, that's 19 million and change. And then Russell Westbrook at 47 million. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at $66 million of money you can trade for the so called sniper or scorer or defender or 3D guy. We have 15 days to figure out if that's possible. Well, we were talking about this on playback. I don't have any confidence in Rob pulling that off, but that's what we would have. That's that's the that's what we're going to be talking about here in the next two weeks. Is can they switch that? Because I'm I'm with the crowd. The crowd's been pretty brutal on Russell, and I I I'm I'm on Russell burnout. In terms of, I, I, I'm sure you guys have noticed. I haven't really talked too much about Russell Westbrook, on and that's the show. something I think is still in the chat because they're, you know, some of the chat is already tired of him. Or good, and, and, and they and should I, be. And, and he and I said he should not play clutch minutes at this point in time. And, and the irony in that is he he pretty much closed the game out. He made like three layups, right? But that's the problem with Russell Westbrook is he just destroys things and then fixes it at the same time. It's too late. It's either he fixes it or he destroys it and then fixes it and then destroys it. He's the the most bipolar player I've ever seen in my life. And I don't want to – I don't want to wait for the destruction anymore. I'm tired just like the crowd is. And I'll leave it at that. And then you have Lonnie Walker, who's not likely going to be able to get – you know, to be resigned. So you might as well use that money. And then Pat Bev, yes, he's trying his best. But that's $13 million. You need to go find someone that can do their best every game. Yeah. So we have $66 million in the next 15 days to turn into a coach. Not a pumpkin. Yeah. A coach. We'll see. Spoiler alert, that's Cinderella. So anyways, <laughs> if they can manage to use that money to get some reinforcements, as I've said, reinforcements would mean – getting players that are going to be consistent role players like a KCP, a, a, uh, a Kuzma, at least on the defensive end and can give you some shots back in the championship days or Alex Caruso. You got to get something like that back. If you want a shot or make timely shots, obviously we, we need those kind of t- guys right now on this team to possibly make a little bit of a run here. Should AD, stay healthy. Yeah, 
That's a big F, right? And now. that is a big F, not if, F, right now because history, the big H, says it's an F. So history class says F. So people are worried every time AD falls. I'm not. I'm not. I was. I'm expecting AD to get hurt now. At that point, I'm just expecting it. Like the end um, of the third quarter when uh, he actually uh, tripped over the, uh, what, uh, who was that? Uh, Collins, Zach Collins' ankle, turned that That ankle. was a bad turn, by the way. Got I couldn't a, watch. Got a, uh, yeah, I know you guys couldn't watch. You got squeamish on me. I got a uh, Zaza flagrant, though, and, and hit the free throws. So I thought that was at least something. It was nice hey, to see You know what? Gerald just but had. You guys were like. Gerald <gasps> just did a Freudian slip there. That was Zach Collins, but that was Zaza Pachulia. Like, yeah, that's, really what I said. that's what I said. I meant that's what I said at the time on playback. was like, that's that's that the Zaza Pachulia flagrant. Special. That's him. Yeah. Yes. Because they never called that before Zaza. No, and, they didn't. Uh, even when even yes. when Bruce Brown did it, they 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 rarely ever called that. Yeah, never, never called that until until Zaza. So it took uh, it took Kawhi uh, getting Kawhi, hurt. Yeah, Kawhi yeah. almost losing a, a leg. Yeah. Uh, Got to be the shoes is asking me, and also you guys as well. Who's that sniper you think we could trade for? Well, it all depends. Are we going to give up those first round picks? Because since shooting is at a premium, that's what it's going to take. Uh, that's what's going to take to get the. Sniper, because you got to remember, there's 24, 25 teams you could really realistic say uh, are still in the playoff mm -hmm. mix in some form or fashion, either play in or playoffs. There's 25 teams or thereabouts. So that means about 25, 20, maybe 20, or let's say 20, about 20 or above. Between 20 I, I love, teams. I love this crowd. This crowd is so good. They want Curry for Westbrook. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it right now. But 20, 20 to 25 teams that are buyers coming up for the trade deadline. So if you're a seller, if you're one of those five teams, or if you're a team that that's like maybe Toronto. Five-star five review. <laughs> but if you're one of those teams like Toronto or Indiana, who's lost uh, seven in a row recently, you know, they've been looking pretty bad. Now the rumors are picking up. Maybe they should start thinking about doing a trade again. Toronto, everybody's asking, which way are they going to go? Chicago. I have an idea. Miles Turner, Buddy Heald for Russell Westbrook. What do you think? How original. Wow. I would have never thought. We've only heard that from Laker Tom about five million times. <laughs> yes. But, Sean, you know, I mean, they're looking for a sniper from us. Who would you go for? Yeah. Um, I read today that, and I, I I, think it's disinformation, that the Pacers are ready to move off Chris Duarte. Well, I'd give up a first-round pick for Chris Duarte. He's still under a, a rookie entry contract. But that, he has not shot well. He was supposed to be a sniper not. because he did shoot well in college, and he's not shot well here. He he's not. Uh, he's a little. I think he's a little long. Uh, given his age, he's kind yeah, he's of a little older. long in the tooth for the, for that team as well. Yeah. Um. But I'd be willing to surrender a first round pick for him. Uh, not two, but one. <sighs> another an, another guy 
Eric who, Gordon's name has been t- Eric Gordon's name. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I, the 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 when I go to uh, Houston Rockets uh, uh, message boards, the trade suggestions are absolutely ridiculous. Like if you were if you were going to say, okay, we want your two first round picks, uh, probably some filler, a young player, and you can have Eric Gordon. I'd be like, no. You could send Eric Gordon, but you're also going to send uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. or Shangoon if you want both picks unprotected. But they would never this, go for friend? They let's would go, never do that. How about the Magic Kingdom? Because Orlando has a couple players in Mo Bamba and Gary Harris at, yes. averaging 38% and 42% per, uh, respectively for the three-point area. Yeah, Gerald, I think that's interesting. I mean... I mean, you could offer. I'd be. Terrence Ross is still at thirty-eight percent. Yes, he is. So, I mean, you, you could you could offer a first-round pick for for two of those guys. Yeah, yeah I Joe's agree. Joe's not really uh, high on it, uh, just seeing his reaction on his face. But if you're looking for snipers, you're looking for shooting. Bomba, if you get him as a backup center, can actually give you some minutes and then also some block shots as well and rebounding. There, there's, there's just guys. There's just. There's no way that that I I know Joe Curry is going to be mentioned as well. It got to be his shoes. You're right. Let's talk. Let's talk what the only trade that the Lakers will make for those two picks a star. Is there a star that could be available in two weeks? Possibly. I mean, but you're talking maybe like a Siakam in in Toronto. Correct. Correct. Would Toronto trade Siakam? Russell Westbrook, two first-round picks for to the Lakers. I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't, don't think, think so. they would trade Seattle? I don't no. think so. No, because what the 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 rub in in that situation is that if they trade Siakam, if they trade him, then that means they're basically blowing it up. That's that's the signal. That they're right now he's their best and player. They're and not gonna. Starting. They're not gonna give Van Fleet what he wants. Hell and I, no. I, I, I will be surprised if anyone does, which yes. would be a shock, right? Yes. So my really my my feelings on that is my feelings is he's gonna come back. Let's say, the, the easiest thing to say is he'd come back at a at a contract that they agreed to because he's not gonna get what he wants, right? Uh, in the open market. No. So, so then what? You got OG there who's developing, who's somewhat. I mean, you can't pay all these guys. But the teams 40, want OG million. Ananobi. That's who they really want. Of course they want him because he's a friendly contract. He's young and he's but but the Lakers need someone who can be a bona fide three guy. He he's going to want a massive extension. Don't they like stars in LA? So oh, of course. No, star. no. Hey, Joe, I would love to, I would love to have OG. It, 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 the right. reality here, again, I, I, I know I say that a lot, but it is reality. The reality is they're not going to give up those picks for anyone that's not a star. And Siakam would be the perfect star that would mm-hmm. be possibly available in the next two weeks to come and play for the Lakers and give the Lakers a shot at possibly making a run. I think I think you give the Raptors a lot to think about if you offer the two 
picks that completely unprotected, no provisions. Correct. Yeah. They'd think about it. They that has to be it. something you think about because yes, you're not going to. It. Yeah. You, 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 you either keep him as your franchise player for until the end or you see that the future is OG and Van Fleet. Scotty Barnes and, and yeah. Scotty Barnes and, and you know, the, the, you know, I mean, you're talking – I mean, I, I'm just saying you, you're not going to be able to pay. No, no, Joe, Joe, you're making you're making a good point here. It's definitely something they would think about. Yeah. Definitely, um, you'd be a fool. You'd be foolish not to. I, I think it's I think it's possible. Like I'm not ruling it out. I just I just don't I just don't think they they do it. It it doesn't it doesn't feel like it, Masai will hit the eject button. I don't think Boston is doing that trade anymore. There was a time when they would do that trade AD for Jalen Brown, but that time is not right now. So somebody asked about, I think got to be the shoes was asking about Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he's all right. Bad back. He could score, but but no defense. And that's why they traded for Aaron Gordon. It looks great playing alongside Jokic when he's there. My goodness. They're, They're a scary duo. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much what you got with with him. I don't see him being I – mean, he may be traded if the Nuggets can get something that they think can put them over the top. So he may yes. be put out there as trade bait, but there's nothing that the Lakers could offer that would get them over the top, I think, at this point in time. I, yeah, no, I was just going to say um, – That's I funny think... because uh, Salami Silla says Michael Porter's always injured. We already have AD for that. What if AD got traded for MPJ? Just for injury's <laughs> sake. Neither of them would pass a physical, so then they'd be both traded back to their total team. So, Joe, I wanted to ask you this. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win with an outstanding fourth quarter. They get away with the victory. They're really going ahead now with a, hopefully a good road trip coming up, and they did very well tonight, 113-104. to 104. Anthony Davis and Rui Hashimura did contribute nicely. Does this give you a little bit of energy back after the deflating game that was the Clippers game? The Lakers have won three of four. Again, they're still in 13th place, but they're really they've tightened up the the view. And if they can go on a run, if they can win another three out of four, let's say, they can find themselves back into the playing race once again. All I got from today's tonight's game was a team that should have won that won. They did show some next-level stuff in the fourth that was very fun to watch. And a lot of times we forget that this is still entertainment. I was thoroughly entertained by the last half of that game in the fourth quarter. But I don't think I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to look at this game and think there's a turning point in, in any way. I think a lot of the crowd said it best that, that Darvin Ham's rotations were not necessarily that good. AD played well for being out for 20 games. LeBron was spent, which is, you know, understandable. Schroeder played well. And that's really what we – we won a game we were supposed to win at home. And we swept this team for the whole year, which is uh, something to, to 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 be happy about. Uh, if they're competitive on Saturday and they lose, it still stinks because it's the Celtics. But I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully not having to talk about injuries anymore after this. That's kind of what's all on my mind. And I don't blame you. 
I don't. I'm really, really, really just fatigued. It's not burnout now. It's just completely fatigued of of this constant injury issue with the Lakers, and it probably exasperates the whole you know sitting out by certain players even more their inability to be available and i i came off as someone who was not very in tune with what's going on recently here about my 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 observation of the uh, jimmy butler situation yesterday and i want you all to know we're watching this that there's a reason for that it's not because i want to sit here and just yap my gums there's nothing i'm saying here that hasn't come from visual analysis, okay? And I'm not talking about watching SportsCenter at 11 o'clock for 30 seconds, okay? Other than one game that I protested on my own, I've watched every Laker game, and I watch a lot of NBA basketball. Not as much as Sean. Sean kicks my butt in that in terms of outside the Laker group. But I watch a lot of basketball, and I know a lot about this game. And I know a lot about the history, okay? I'm not going to sit here and flap my gums, even though I get, there's a lot of emotion to it, without some val validity. And we are at the point now where it's so dumb to say, but these guys have to be available. And until that happens, you can never really make an assessment that's going to be legitimate anymore. They have to be available. If they're available, then there's a very good chance they're going to win because – it happened. It happened before when they were available. So that's it. That's all that's left on that. And then, of course, we're going to only have to deal with two more weeks of this can we get better crap, which has been – it's been like this since freaking July 1. We're almost a year in to this. Are we going to get better? Are they going to bring reinforcements? Yes, only depending on this or that. So it's Be because, yeah, because Palinka was quoted today uh, in an article that uh, Buha ro uh, wrote for the athletic that says he would only surrender the two first round picks if the Lakers were front runners. Front he was actually on front. He's out yesterday. He had the press conference, you know, very surprising that he was out in front of this for once. Uh, he came yeah. out of the basement, as we like to say, and uh, <laughs> actually answered some questions questions and don't actually show that, that you're still alive don't you yeah, find that ironic alive. sean don't you find that ironic that you tell that story about how rob would come in with a condescending tone of where's magic where's magic isn't it funny how most of the guys that do stuff like that do the same thing where's yes. rob been i've seen rob twice this year twice yeah where are you yes yeah i'm with joe i'm with joe uh, Where the hell are you? I remember you, I used to see Jerry West pacing back and forth in the hallway. I used to see Mitch Kupchak sitting in the 12th or 13th row with the fans. Where the hell well, are you, Rob Palinka? Well, actually got to be the shoes. Um, I've got – it It was a joke, but we basically call Rob Palinka brothel, brothel Rob. So – <laughs> if you need to if you need reference to that just go back to uh a couple of podcasts ago i think it was on sunday yeah there's but... there's there people added comments to it blue magic added some great comments to it so. <laughs> you're right z you're uh, right I do. uh one of the things i want to actually, actually touch on when i want to touch on something zanger said uh said earlier in the chat 
Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do that's win a, 113 That's a to smart basketball person right there, Zangerstein. Absolutely. But one of the things she said earlier, do you think Westbrook was upset? Because you've seen his play not very good the past few games. Do you think he was upset by what happened in Portland with that big comeback and how he was not that great a part of it? Ooh. That's a great question, Gerald. I think so. I th- I think so. I I think that's fair. Um, think he's been bothered by it. I think so. Do you? I, I think he gets a little bit temperamental from time to time. But do you have such an extended run where he's not played well? Uh, I think that uh, maybe he is bothered by it because he usually will have up and down games. He'll have a, a good game and then a couple bad games, then a couple. Yep one game to remind you that he actually was a big time player in this league, then a couple more bad games in return and a couple of mediocre, mediocre games, uh, you know, right after that. So I think right now he may have been bothered a little bit. Yeah. You know what, Gerald, I think as it gets closer to the trade deadline, I think he'll be bothered even more. Do do you think it's a case of, of now it's, it's basically all, all out in the open there that this is the law of diminishing returns. Well, got to be the shoes is is saying, you know, during the course of the game, we can tolerate his up and downs. It's in the clutch. I think he gets mad that he's not playing in the clutch, uh, you know, more and more consistently and probably will play less and less in the clutch. Because he's played himself out of it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, do you want to add anything on Westbrook? I know you don't want to try and we have, I think the Westbrook saga is going to end in three months, finally. Thank you. I I like uh, he's obviously playing better this year than he did last year, but it's too much. I can't I can't. I'm, it's, it's there's an aggravation when he doesn't do things well that just doesn't make it fun to watch. I love that Arturo, great one. And going back to what Z said about the speed of the game, so Z, we are a faster league. There's more up and down, which makes sense. But at the same time, we are a softer league, which means you're not getting beat up like you used to. You have first class of the first class service. You have massages. You have top-notch medicine. You make more money than God. A lot of the second and third tier guys are making more money than God now. So there's a balance that also shifted on that end that should cover that activity. And that's how I'm looking at it. You know, if it was the late 80s where half the teams could have been sold for $50 million and had crappy owners and crappy services, sure, with the speed of the game now, that that would make sense. But we are a – this is a $20 billion a year league, and everyone does – everything is first class. Everything is pampered. Everything is massaged, right? So that extra energy that's going – should be able to be merged within that technology advancement and health advancement. That's how I look at it, especially the fact that you're making a lot of money. Now, if players want to have non-guaranteed contracts, by all means, by all means, go ahead and miss 20 games. Now your paycheck is only $15 million instead of $30 million. Just saying, guys, it's don't we like things that are fair? Is it fair someone making $20 million sitting on their rear end 20 times a year when you know that they're not really hurt? 
You tell me. And, and, and did I start this? I didn't start it. Hey, Adam Silver fined the Brooklyn Nets for sitting down their entire organization. I think even the, the garbage man took the day off that day. And they got fined whatever they got fined. I'm not, I'm not coming around making stories up. I'm, sure, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. I'm telling you what's going on. To me, there's not enough of this. There's just not enough. There's just not enough. That is true. Life is not fair. But, but in sports, they're always saying, hey, CBA, it's got to be fair. The rich guys that own the team, we need to have a piece too. We should be fair. Life ain't fair. Sports and how sports is run can be fair. If you need any evidence of that, what happens in the NFL? Everyone works off the same salary. Can't get off that salary. That's considered fair. Fair competition. So I'm just saying, guys. Well, here, here's here, here's an interesting stat, and uh, I I had to double check it just just to make sure it was correct. So. In 05-06, almost 80%, 79.7% of all shots in the NBA were twos. Threes accounted for a little over 20%, 20.3%. Last year, so we're, it's 16 years later, threes accounted for 39.9% of all shots in the NBA. It's become a different league. It's now, not, that's that, another thing. That's another thing. For those so of you who play basketball. Go, go ahead, yeah, Joe. I'll say this one last thing. For the, those of you who, who played basketball, what happens when you get really tired? You start shooting threes, right? You have less energy going into the paint, going to the hole. You shoot threes. You shoot from far away because you're tired or whatever. So not as much energy. So this, on top of that, these guys are not really getting down and dirty in this era of basketball. Yeah, they're running fast. And, and, and it's not just that, Joe. L- listen to this. So so o- over almost pretty much 40% of all shots in the NBA now are threes. Only four guys, only four guys uh, are averaging 45% from the field and 40% from three. Buddy Heald, Spencer Dinwiddie, Lori Markinen, and Jeremy Grant. And by the way, of the 42 players that are averaging over 20 points, only Markin and Grant are 45 and 40. So it's be- it's become a really bogged down game as well. It's either very entertaining or it's very sloppy. It, it's it's basically it's become it, it it basketball has slowly followed baseball in the sense that baseball has become. A, a swing or miss league. You either hit a home run or you strike out. In basketball, very similar. You either entertain the fans with a, a 138-134 game or it gets bogged down and it's 103-72. Uh, Not even worth watching. Um, it's incredible. In 2002, the NBA banned illegal defense. In 2004, they banned hand checking. And almost 20 years later, threes have exponentially skyrocketed. You have a 100% increase in the threes being taken. And so it goes to what uh, what Joe and what uh, Z have been saying. It's just 
if you're not conditioned to run around the court, then you're not going to get playing time. It, the, the, you know, the days of, um, and I loved, I loved him when he played for us, but the days of guys like Oliver Miller or, uh, or Derek Coleman, where, you know, yeah, you can have a little pouch in the stomach and uh, still be effective or over. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 113 to 104. Great words there from Magic Man, Sean Grice. And you're going to hear them, both him and Joe Soro, over the next couple of days because we've got some things lined up, which I'll mention at the end of the show here. But before we head on out, I do want to mention that something that passed along our lines, something that got out in articles yesterday that started trending, something that happened Monday at the UCLA Health Center was a Lakers fan event. I'm assuming it was season ticket holders or who had access to this fan event because uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I, I didn't get any memos from the Lakers uh, email on it. So I would have, would have been more interested as far as who could go to this and what, what more about it, especially the fact that, you know, my dream is still to have a Lakers con that we could start, but I wanted to go ahead and mention something really great and worthwhile. We, we bash on Jeannie all the time on this show and we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're very harsh on her as far as how she's around the team, et cetera, et cetera. We, we are unabashed bashers, but you know what? We're going to call it like we see it as we always do. And Joe and Sean and Nick um, all mentioned this uh, earlier in our emails, Lakers fast break at yahoo.com and shout out to Jackson Barker for sending us an email, although it was uh, something on Joe earlier, but I do appreciate the fact that Jackson did send an email, but during our email chatting, we actually found out about what Jeannie did for Slava Medvedenko, who won a couple of titles in the 2000s with the Lakers, who sold his rings uh, for the cause in the Ukraine in regards to that war. But at this fan event, she awarded him honorary championship rings remade from those years back to him and gave them to him, uh, you know, to replace the ones that he sold off. And I thought that was an extremely classy move. Joe, Sean, the entire team at Lakers fast break, all I think agreed with me that, that uh, something needed to be said about this. I know that Laker Tom even uh, sent me a, a tweet along with Rafael Barlow and a couple others and said, you've got to shout this out. So, we bash on her as far as how she's ran the team, and we'll probably still will say some words down the road, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the trade deadline. But Joe, Sean, you got to call it like we see it, and that was a real classy move. And after all the said and done with the PPP loan, the Jerry West deal, and you know the, all the stuff that yet sticks with us here at the LFB, I really got to give her credit and give her some props on a, what a great job of doing that during this Monday fan event at the UCLA Health Center. For for one day, Gerald, at least for one day, Jeannie Bus went from ashy to classy. Yeah, absolutely. To quote, to quote Biggie, um, yep. that was that was a, a very very kind and classy, very, very, very classy classy move by her. So hats off to uh, old Genie Bus. That was a, a great move. <sighs> you know, you got to shout out the good when people do good. She did good. So, Joe, I agree. I agree, Sean. 
I think anytime you have Pau Gasol anywhere, you're you're gonna have something good come up. Um, I think Sasha was there as well, and it was nice. <laughs> it, it was nice. It was nice seeing an all-time great Laker representing, backing up Genie and Slava. You know, this is this is beyond sports and. It was a, it was a beautiful gesture, and I think it'll this will be something of the this will be the the norm. I think from here on out, I think she's she's going to set a precedent here. I, I wonder mean, if Stephen A. Smith will actually say something nice about Slava Medvedenko after finding out that he did sell off his rings to. Well, the Stephen A. was saying things about Slava. He, from, yeah, from he, was a, he was a punchline. Yeah, he was a punchline for many years during from that a, time. from a from a from a basketball standpoint. There was a lot to discuss about Slava and a lot of it came down to his speech and I know it's insensitive and mean but we're we like funny jokes and funny things and but you guys you know have to understand there's a difference between the guy and the t- the plane you know we let's get real here we've never criticized Slava for being a bad dude he's always been a good dude and he's an even better dude now that we've seen what he does when it matters and Jeannie rewarded that. And those are the beautiful things in life that you can do when you have the opportunity that, that changes so many things, changes lives, it changes perspectives, it changes people's perception of things. Not so much people, I really don't focus on that too much, but it's maybe this makes you makes a, a couple of people sit back and go, wow, I, I, I didn't think of that. That's a great idea. And let's, let's, let's do that the next time you hear about a, a downtrodden retired great that that has to sell off his equipment to or his memorabilia to make a living so that's that's kind of where i stand on that and i, I we got a little serious here and now i'm getting all emotional i'm all emotional too but hey you know what uh, while while the crowd is just but, but smacking you, you know something that's kind of what we were talking about yesterday the contempt that uh people like him have for fans and also try and use that same contempt to try and, uh, and and he did, he did try and uh, discredit players like Slava Medvedenko and Rasha Nesterovic and Kwame Brown only so he could troll them to try and make a bigger name for himself. And, Two of those three guys won championships. That's that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both contributors on championship teams, and you know somebody like this, it's just low hanging fruit for them. And that's all. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Because because it, it 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 if you want to grow the game of basketball and you want to make people so, like Joe was saying yesterday, he was saying well. You know, Sean, the reason why they don't respect the NBA fans is because NBA fans don't demand respect collectively. And he's got a point there. But, you know, it when it comes to stuff like this, it's low-hanging fruit for somebody like him because he could turn around and try and say, oh, well, you know, I played the game. No, you you didn't. You didn't play the game at a at a high level. You you were at a, a mid level college. You got you blew out your knee, and that was it. So stop acting like you can 
criticize Kwame Brown or Slava Medvedenko or Rashon Sterovich. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 113-104. Before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and ask you real quick on the Lakers upcoming road trip which starts in Boston, 5.30 Pacific. It is a primetime game on ABC, so we'll go ahead and see some fun there between the Lakers and Boston. You know it's going to be spirited when they head over to Boston and the Garden there. But before we end it out, my friend, I wanted to ask you this, Joe, their upcoming trip, five-game trip, includes some uh, nice ones there. After Boston, they go to Brooklyn, New York, to the MSG, after that, Indiana and New Orleans. A couple of those teams have been struggling in the Knicks in Indiana. New Orleans has been struggling as well, but Brandon Ingram will be back in the lineup by the time that we get back there. In fact, he, I think he was already there playing already tonight, if I'm not mistaken. But also as well, uh, Brooklyn as well. They're, you know, even though Durant's not there yet, they still been, you know, keeping afloat. Your thoughts on what they need to do over this next five-game road trip? At least need to go three and two. At least come out of that with uh, another game to get to 500. Then you you go home uh, on the seventh to play OKC, which should be a win if everyone is healthy. Milwaukee's going to be tough, and then Golden State's going to be tough two nights after that. Um, boy, we're gonna we're gonna find some. We're, we're gonna find out here what what. I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling pretty good about about them right now. I think they go four and one. You know, I said that in the, on this last home stand, and I got slapped in the face by them. So I'm going to say if they go three and two, I think that's a win. I think that still keeps them afloat in the Western Conference standings. I really think it's going to be a slow burn. Now, I, I said if they got to 500 by the end of the month, I was saying earlier this month, I thought that would be great. Now they get to 500 by the All-Star break. I think that would make me just as happy. I, yes. I think that that would be something that they should target by the All-Star break. I, I think if they're if they're at 500 by the All-Star break, that means wh- whatever they're trying to do right now is working. Mm-hmm. It's working. I, I agree with that, Gerald. If they so, go four and one, they're now at 500 going into the last game before the deadline. What happens then? Does that change things? If they go 0-5, does that change things? There's a lot of things at stake here. It's going to be nuts. This next week or so, it's going to be nuts. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to, there's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. And I wouldn't be surprised if this show gets more viral in the next few weeks. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, got to be the shoes. He said, have some faith, guys. Remember, I was the one that had faith on a four and one homestand, and I got burned by that. So I don't want. I want to be. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I three and two against AD's back. And three and two on the road with two really really tough teams. I I think that's a win. Ruiz Ruiz a six eight wide body who can shoot and can 
do some things. It's just From a matter of is, 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 there's, you know, let's see, let's see if these guys can give Polinka and Genie a reason to really bring something else in here in the next two weeks. Adam Hurley says that Damon Jones is just going to sit because he is far away in the doghouse. Why not just get rid of him? Well, uh, he is on a minimum, so he's not really that worth that much in value. But also the fact that if you do get rid of him, you still got to pay his contract out. And uh, I think with the tax, it's not just a $1 million veterans minimum, right, uh, Sean? I think you're paying three or four million on it actually with the taxes they're concerned because the lakers are what, yes yeah. gerald yeah i think it's up to four now yeah for every minimum player right now you've got for every one million dollars you're paying like three or four million dollars with the repeater tax i think for the lakers so that's probably why they don't want to just get rid of him or or dump him yet they've got a 15th uh i think the 15th slot is open because the 10 day on sterling brown they just said uh, thanks but no thanks and just let him go Sean, is that correct that they have a 15th roster spot open at this point in time? They, they still do, Gerald. Yeah, since Nunn and uh, Rui were a one-for-one, that there's still one roster spot. Oh, Alan, thank you for correcting me. It's a two-year deal for Jones. Player option next year. So uh, that's, you know, there you go right there. But still, even if they tried to trade him, you're not really going to get a whole lot back in return. But thank you, Alan, for the correction. I appreciate that. Always trying to remember all these contracts off the top of your head sometimes. Yes. Carl Max's comrades. I like Pinsons to get Patrick Bev and Walker and unprotected first from Lakers. Knicks gets JTA and Jones and two one second via Lakers. You put some thought into this. Yeah, wow. You, you put a lot of thought into that, Carl. I, I commend you on that. It's very creative. Second round pick via the Pistons. LA gets uh, Boyan Bogdanovich uh, via the Pistons and Cam via New York. What is this fascination with Cam Reddish? The guy shoots 30% from three. I, I don't yes. understand it. He's great on the highlights it. on Twitter, but my gosh, do people realize that he absolutely stinks from the outside? When are we going to be able to get people in here who can stretch the defense? I mean, my gosh, we need. Thank you, Joe. He's, we he's, need, he's we yeah, need there you go. He's, who can stretch the he, floor. Every year, every year. We have a Marcus Banks in the in the Laker lore. Marcus Banks, for those of you who are, but early, I do love the I do love the creativeness on Carl. There's there's always a Marcus Banks type player that just has everyone infatuated. Matter of fact, another player was Ramon Sessions. Ramon Sessions was this. I remember about two weeks before the deadline, like we need Ramon Sessions. We need Ramon Sessions. Oh yeah, we got him. All right, and we got him. And Ramon. Uh, Yes, that they that that sound effect there did it justice, and and it's just who we are, guys. We are a we're Hollywood. We are we 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 make things bigger than they really are sometimes. Uh, this whole trade with uh, Rui is I you would have thought you seriously would have thought Paul Gasol was coming to that LA like with with what. Isn't Brian on a one-year and an option? Or am I mistaken yes. on that? Well? No, it is one year and an option. Okay. Which he will obviously, after the way he's playing, decline. Yes. Uh, I mean, Joe, uh, we got to get some shooting, man. Does, Rui does not stretch the floor. Shooters. He does shoot, not do is stretch the floor for the team. Shooting, shooters are $20, 30000000 million players. You, you, you're not going to get those guys unless 
you either give up <laughs> Jared, that's funny jeremy uh, meeks oh uh, jody um, meeks you mean jody meeks i mean yeah. the, the <laughs> Uh, you, that's like saying I want a third, uh, you know, a third star. It's it's hard to get those guys. Uh, he's then, on a one-year deal. Brian and, has no options. And, and if you guys, and if you want, a, 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 if you have genie that's kind of penny pinching, at the same time you're you're even playing a worse game. Uh, but we're gonna find out soon enough here. The anxiety will go away in 15 days, regardless. Uh, at least for me, because at that point, if they don't do jack squat going you know, outside February 9th, then I'm just going to try to enjoy the games as much as I can. We get into a play-in, we maybe win that play-in, and then all of a sudden we play Memphis or Denver. And maybe things get interesting, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see that. Wait, wait, wait and see what happens there. So, yes, to, to clarify, as he is right, Thomas Bryant is on a one-year, and he goes he's on UFA after this season. So we'll see if we can re-sign him because he's been playing very well for the Lakers. Zanger Science says if the Lakers don't trade Russ, they'll have like $23 million with Rui here. I don't know. We'll see if Rui is even worth re-signing or extending. I think the Lakers should not rush into re- you know extending Rui just yet. Do you guys agree, disagree? I understand there's the eight and a half million hold for an RFA if you want to go through that route, but I think the Lakers should really take a hard look at Rui to see if he's their answer going forward. Yeah, well, I, I just wrote, I think Rui is the fog right now. You you really, you, you have to wait until the uh, the landscape clears and you see what kind of player he really is in the system. Like you said, Gerald, it's probably going to take 10 to 12 games to truly evaluate whether or not he fits yeah. and what they're trying to do. So we're looking at, you know, a few games past the all-star break. And at that point, I think you're right, Gerald. They, they probably have a decision that they they've made by uh, at least before the playoffs, you'd hope you're either going to re-sign them or, or extend them or just deal with the qualifying offer and live with the results. Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? Because uh, the Lakers head out on this five-game road trip. Uh, a couple really tough games in there. What do the Lakers need to do to get it done? They're going to have to win on Saturday to get yep. the ball rolling. Yep. And then you're, yeah, you're you're getting you're getting you're getting some of these teams that you're going to be playing that normally we're playing really well. Um, you're getting them at somewhat of a vulnerable time. So if you beat Boston, you have a day to rest and play Brooklyn in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's been struggling. So if you're going to get them, this is the time to get them. New York is New York. You know, you should win that game, even though it's a back-to-back. Then you got Indiana on February 2nd, which has been struggling as well. And then New Orleans, which, you know, for draft purposes should have motivation to win that um sean and i were talking about the chances of new orleans and the lakers having the same record at the end of the year and how comical <laughs> that would be after starting two and ten because they're right now about what four games between each other correct if anything let's let's get these guys motivated to win the next four to five games so that they can eliminate any issue in the draft because this Just is the last this is the last year where 
in my opinion, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about the 2024 draft, but I know that it's not going to be as good as the 2023 draft. Yeah. So if you escape this with them switching spots, <laughs> a 15 and a 16, <laughs> it, it kind of puts a little bit of a positive spin on the season. It's funny at least. It's, it's, it's funny. funny. It is funny because then you're funny. sitting there. The Pelicans were hoping, God, we 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 we're 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 sitting up top as the one seed. You know, two months in, which is a pretty good amount of time to know that this team is good. While the Lakers, I think, were second to last, thinking, "My God, what if we, what what if we're a top two team, and then all of a sudden we're able to get a top two pick on top of that?" I don't think that's going to happen now. Thank God. <laughs> but yes, the, the Lakers need to make a run here. Uh, I know we've been saying that pretty much at every kind of run, but they do. They, 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 and, and I please implore you guys to stop missing games. And, and, and I no think more protesting like Joe. No more, no more. Uh, well, just so you guys know, too, when we talk about the fans enabling these guys, I haven't been to a Laker game in two years. That's the longest streak I've had since I was in college. I used to go to a game at least two or three times a year. I have not gone to a game in two years. I think it might even be three years because I refuse to support a team that doesn't guarantee, not guarantee, that doesn't give me the the the, the feeling that you that I'm going to go there and see the guys I want to play. That that I'm, I'm trying to be a non-hypocrite to it. I'm, I'm trying to do my best. I'm still watching them on TV, but I'm going to have my TV anyways. So whether the Lakers are on TV or not, doesn't matter. I'm going to have my TV, even if the Lakers didn't exist. So I don't, I, I look at that as I'm not looking that I'm not looking at that as a, Oh, well, they're getting my money. Yeah, sure. I'm watching their lousy car commercials. I'm not buying cars either, by the way, so that those commercials aren't working. They're pumping all that dope that the clinical dope. I don't use, I barely use Advil. So they're not really getting jack squat for me other than my attention and my time, which in a lot of ways could be bad too. By the way, Ma- Magic Man, uh, you said King Crab. I went to a place called King Crab the other night in San Diego in a town called Point Loma. Wow. That boil was good. King Crab is just delicious. It's called King Crab. Now, I had the snow crab and the shrimp with the head off. Woo! Wednesday night at the Palms here in Vegas. I swear, Gerald, when I get back to Vegas, we are going to that buffet. All you can eat. All you can eat. And we're going to take a picture and we're going to do a show while I'm there. Either either you want the tails, all you want, or do you want the full body? It's up to you. Plus, there's uh, crab as well. It's not king, but it's snow crab. Really good, really tasty, hot or cold. Plus, they got a ton of other stuff as well. Highly recommended, about 65-ish, I think, per person, just to let you know. But it is all-you-can-eat lobster there. Yeah. Very good. Had some, I actually cooked some good salmon tonight. So King king that? crab and, and oysters with, like, MGD, a six-pack, is just so good. That is just – that is wonderful. That's one of life's little pleasures right there. I don't think Curry's going to break, uh, Ron. I think he's been out too many games. I really think uh, unless, unless, unless he um... – Unless he doesn't age, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. And oh, no. um, salmon's good. Don't don't uh, don't hate on salmon. Don't hate on salmon. Hey good man, hey, hey, that's a that's a write off. What do you got against omega threes? Yes, absolutely. What do they do to you? 
Uh, hey, my boy, my boy, t- t- my boy Ty makes the best salmon I've ever eaten in my life. I guarantee you. What's that? Is that that's a write-off guy? If 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 you came to my neck of the woods, I could take you over there, and you, I bet you'd like salmon after you left. There you go. I actually pre- cooked some pretty good salmon tonight. So, uh, shout out to salmon as well. I'm talking. There's no smell. There wasn't even smell in the house. It was crazy. It's good, good stuff, my God. It was really good. You're right, Adam. Let's just hope for Lakers that they make the playoffs. But still a long way to go. Still a tough five-game road trip ahead. And we'll be every bit a part of it. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and mention for Thursday, we are honoring the anniversary of the unfortunate and untimely death of both Kobe and Gigi Bryant. I know it's going to be a tough day for everyone out there as far as Lakers fans are concerned. But Joe and Sean and myself, we will still have in honor of him a Lakers History 101. Joe, uh, Professor Joe Sorrell will be in the house conducting a symposium on something Kobe related, especially for that day. And then Friday, we're going to have a quick little show. Not too long, but quick little show. Mamba for life. Mamba for life right there for you on the tattoo for Sean. But on Friday, uh, you know, just to give you guys a taste of what we'd like to do as far as the Lakers quiz show, we're just just for a little bit. We're just going to have a Friday show touching up on a Lakers quiz show as well. I'd be actually since we haven't got any good players yet to come in. to I, test I know these me, guys. Me, and, me and Joe are like uh, like reptile and uh, Sub-Zero for Mortal Kombat. Like nobody yep. will step up. So they're gonna they're gonna have to battle themselves. They're gonna have to battle each other on Friday. So that'll be fun indeed. So join us. And if you haven't subscribed already, we saw some people on Twitch and Facebook in the chat tonight. Please go ahead and subscribe today on there or YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest notifications on when the Lakers fast break is in your area and on the air. So hopefully you will do so indeed. Intel Wild says nice win tonight. Absolutely. Gotta be the shoes says respect for your tattoo, Sean. Absolutely. Adam Hurley says rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi. Hopefully uh, we will go ahead and honor them with respect tomorrow. Looking forward to it. But everyone, thanks so much for being part of the best chat around right there for you at Lakers Fast Break. Already wearing right there. I see that. Uh, I, I couldn't make out. Was that a Mamba t-shirt right there? Yeah. Yep. Black Mamba right there. Black, Black Mamba, Mamba right there. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, and we'll be back Thanks, tomorrow, guys. Friday, and don't forget Saturday, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, and of course, the best post game anywhere for Lakers coverage is right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>